Red Rover, Red Rover, will you send Alex Grinch right over? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. I continue to appreciate your support. You can show your appreciation. It's free. It's easy. If you're watching on YouTube, click that red subscribe button. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. I know you're going to do that, and I don't want you to miss one episode this week. Five times a week, Monday through Friday, hit that bell notification button. This episode is sponsored by Game Time. Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. There is so much to take away from USC's first win of the season, including we're going to try and locate USC's weakest link. Thus, the uh, the hint Red Rover. You can see on today's rundown, we're going to be talking about game one, USC's 56-28 victory. Uh, First segment, reaction, the defense. Second segment, the offense. Third segment, we're going to find out exactly who Zachariah French and the special teams are all about for USC this year. Number one, and the most important takeaway, let's not forget this. The Trojans are 1-0. They're... They beat San Jose State 56 to 28. It wasn't pretty. And it was it was more challenging than it should have been. But yeah, USC's want to know. Hopefully that outcome doesn't get lost in the weeds. I want to make that very clear. Because what does tend to get uh that still gets lost in the weeds. USC's linebackers, when they're uh, asked, asked to execute, asked to execute, and you can see where I was going with that one, um, an Alex Grinch defense. Still, so, again, the Trojans are 1-0. That's what's important. And I've got my initial reactions to the game. We're going to talk about it here now. Tomorrow's episode, I'll start peeling back the layers a little bit deeper, dive into the stats and the position, the um, specific position groups but uh, overall on this episode we're going to just talk in generalities just because there's just so much to talk about I, I would not be able to break it down in 30 minutes or less it's going to take at least one and a half if not two full shows again we're going to start with the defense then move on to the offense and then uh, we got Zachariah Branch and boy he made USC special teams really really dangerous I should actually add that third really for emphasis. Um, I have, as a kid, did you ever play the game Red Rover with your friends? I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing. I'm not sure when they stopped playing that game. Uh, basically, it was a game of strength and uh, camaraderie between you and your group of friends versus, I don't know, maybe you had friends on the other team, but just a different group of friends were on the other side. I, I ask this question because there are times when it looks like USC's defense is being called out by their opponent. 
you ever played Red Rover, you get called out, you got to prove yourself. So I'm not sure if I was surprised when San Jose State won the coin toss and elected to take the ball first, but it was curious. You got to say, you know, got to admit. <laughs> so much like the game of football, the game of Red Rover, the rules are very simple. Two teams, you get lined up and you attempt to break the, the opponent's line of defense by running through, you know, players lock arms, grab hands, and you try and run through that one player at a time. Look, the game starts really easily. Flip a coin, and the team that wins the coin flip, they get to choose who goes first. Then that team, they're going to decide who from the other team they want to call over and they shout out the words, Red Rover, Red Rover, send the San Jose State on over. San Jose State, they come, you know, we're talking in theory now. <laughs> One player, <laughs> they come running over and they, they're, they're looking for USC's weakest link. And they want to break through that those locked hands of those two teammates, so to speak. Football is a very simple game as well. The goal is to find a way and break through the opponent's lineup on defense and score points. One strategy is to run as hard as you can between two players, see what happens, hope for the best. But when USC has a team of bigger, stronger, and faster players, then the team like San Jose State, those smaller guys, they need a, an even simpler strategy. Locate and start attacking the weakest part of the defense. USC's weakest link under Alex Grinch's defense in 2022 was its ability to tackle. The other weak link was not having enough players to win the game. Both of those links, weak links, were addressed during the offseason. But there's still one constant that remains, and that's defensive coordinator and the scheme. Now, I'm not ready to, like everybody else, ride Alex Grinch out of town on a rail. Because let me remind everybody, the defense did force seven punts, and they had at least four three and outs. I Look, they had at least three in a row. I know that. So whether it was four or five, I don't know. The defense did what Mason Cobb was hoping they would do earlier in the week when he spoke to the media. They got a bunch of three and outs. They forced seven punts. That's pretty good. I predicted that the final score of the game was going to be USC 63, San Jose State 23. What really sticks out in everybody's mind, including mine and Lincoln Riley's and everybody who watched <laughs> the Spartans' second touchdown of the first half, look, Riley said it right after the game. It's good to be 1-0, no matter what the score was tonight, a lot to be excited about but a lot of work to do. Excited about a lot of the things that I saw out there. Biggest disappointment was the end of the first half. The solid punt and then the busted coverage there on the last play before, before half was inexcusable. Finishing in those moments when you have a solid half and to give a team momentum like that coming in was obviously very disappointing, end quote. Those are Lincoln Riley's words. We all agree. So there you go. Take that touchdown off the board, um, including having a better series on offense from USC prior to that, and boom, Mr. Culkin, 
was right in the neighborhood. So, look, being overly aggressive and not executing in game one is to be expected. Lincoln Riley continued. I, I think the penalties and then the busted coverage before the half, those are the things. You take what had the makings of being a good defensive performance, but those are the mistakes you've got to correct. Those are the self-inflicted errors, especially the penalties and especially the busted coverage before half. And a handful of those drives had no momentum. Those penalties come on big plays, and you can't give a good quarterback like that multiple opportunities. I like the way some of the young guys flew around. We had some young guys that, that made some young guy mistakes too, which that's a little bit to be expected. But so you've got to continue to grow. Excited about what we can be, but we have a lot to a lot of work to do. End quote. But from my view, it wasn't always um, the young guys who were overly aggressive, and it happened at every level: the defensive line, linebackers, secondary. Experienced veterans were doing this. But yes, the penalties that kept extending drives, those do need to get cleaned up. It's good to know USC's defense can turn over the other team with three and outs because USC did not create any of those traditional types of turnovers that we saw last year. So there's a balance there. You know, maybe USC is turning the page. The tackling by far was significantly better this year than what we saw last year. And, you know, like I, I said at the top of the segment, you don't want to get lost. You don't want the, the defense's overall performance to get lost in the weeds. But the rush in the position, um, the rush end actually looked really good. That was another area of Alex Grinch's defense that didn't look too too hot last year. Um, Anthony Lucas and Jamil Muhammad, they both made some impact plays. So while the San Jose State uh, Spartans quarterback had six, you know, he's got six years of experience. This is He's playing his sixth year now. Um, it was slightly disappointing uh, to only see USC's defense sack him one time. Now, with that said, USC's defense did get credit for seven tackles for loss. So um, there was, there's, look, there's work to be done, right? Again, the Russian position looked good. Uh, you're getting the tackling looked significantly better. There's some stuff to clean up. And again, we need to start focusing on Alex Grinch's scheme. It doesn't need to be exotic all the time. Sometimes keep it simple, stupid really does work the best, especially when you're bigger, stronger, and faster. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to talk more about each position group more in depth. Again, instant reaction today, defense, that one's in the books. There you go. It's now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Zachariah Branch, Branch's kickoff return for a touchdown, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. His name is Zachariah Branch, and he had two near punt returns for touchdowns, but that was only surpassed by his 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown that sent a message to not only San Jose State, but future USC opponents. That 
Now, USC can score points right after you score points against USC's defense. In the Trojans' 56-28 win over San Jose State, Branch-led USC in receiving, scored the first touchdown of his career, became the first USC player since Adoree Jackson back in 2016 to record a receiving kickoff, to record a receiving and a kickoff return touchdown in the same game. He was also the first USC true freshman to record a kickoff touchdown since Jackson did the same thing back in 2014 in Nebraska back from the Holiday Bowl. I'll ask, excuse me, Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy them online at, at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first order. That's code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right. The Trojans put up 56 points, and some might even say, and I, I kind of semi-raised my hand, that they looked pedestrian while they do, did it at times on offense. Caleb Williams is still doing Caleb Williams stuff. He did his thing. By the time he left the game with 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, he had put up 278 yards of passing, four touchdowns, and he was completing nearly 70% of his, of his throws. Typical Caleb Williams day. Although, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan or a proponent of the, uh, the read option with the late pitch at the end that uh, he and Lincoln Riley were using much of the game. Look, I'm not going to tell one of the best play callers how to do his job. I'm just here to question why Kayla's body was being put into harm's way so often and on purpose. I mean, look, the last thing I was looking for was Kayla trying to avoid a metal bench on the San Jose State sideline when he got shoved out of bounds on one play. That happened. It could have been worse. And... Even Miller Moss, when he came in, he looked great. Uh, he had that nice 35-yard uh, pass to Deuce Robinson. He even looked like uh, Caleb Williams on one pass where he had a, a delay, threw off his back foot, sidearm sling, almost got the ball there in time. Uh, but when Miller Moss scored USC, led USC's last scoring drive, it wasn't a touchdown pass. No, it was a quarterback design run by Miller Moss. So I guess Lincoln Riley just wants to keep the opponent guessing. Right, coach? All week, I, I said, I do not want to see Caleb Williams putting himself in harm's way. Anyways, I'm not the coach. I don't know the team as well as uh, the head coaches. It appears that Lincoln Riley, though, did use this game uh, and he kind of treated it like an, the NFL uses their first game, their first preseason game. A lot of rotation. Uh, 70 players played in the game. Basically, everyone who was in uniform and healthy enough to play. Lots of rotating to find out who's capable and who is not. 
So rotating guys in and out who play the skill positions and on and on defense, total support, 100%. Uh, although when it comes to the offensive line, I think consistency means a lot more than rotation. Uh, rotation, say for the end of the you know the second half when you're well ahead and you're going with your second string the entire time, or your the you know third string backups, not in the beginning of the game. Jonah Monheim, Alani Noah, Justin Dietrich, Gino Quinones, Michael Tarquin, those were the starters. And then eventually the transfers came in at the guard spots. And then eventually the tackles kind of, you know, were mixed and matched. Again, I'm not sure how much we can attribute to the rotation of the offensive line, but there were too many times that Caleb was feeling the pressure, the, the pressure from the Spartans defense. Quote, a lot of it was for a positive reason. This was Riley talking. But we've got them, we've got some things to sort out. We think we have multiple guys who are capable of being starters. This will be an interesting film to go back and look at to see who to look at and see how some of the some how some of those guys did. I thought they settled in as the game went on. We've got to find the right combination, which we will. Specifically at the guard positions, it'll be interesting. There's going to be a lot of competition, end quote. Again, I thought for the most part, I thought the O-line did their job. They were opening holes for the running backs and giving Caleb Williams enough time for his receivers to get separation. Although at times it felt like the wide receivers weren't getting that separation. And that was forcing uh, Caleb to either hold on to the ball too long or improvise. Um, again, this is game one stuff, and I, I think it'll get sorted out, hopefully. Not completely, but at least the next step before uh, Nevada comes to town on Saturday. So again, despite being a 30-point favorite, let's give the Spartans defense you know, some credit for keeping them under the spread. 56-28, they beat it. They held USC to 501 yards of total offense. I predicted USC would put up at least 600. They held USC's running game to 160 net yards. Uh, now, the Spartans' defense did get hurt by USC's big play capabilities, including the broken play off of the uh, perfect snap from Justin Dietrich that Caleb Williams fumbled. He then turned his back, picked up the ball, turned around, and just threw a 75-yard touchdown bomb to Taj Washington. Just like that. Uh, that play also included a really fantastic block from uh, Dorian Singer, <laughs> excuse me, who had, uh, who had, all he had to do was put his body in front of the defender, um, who I think was shocked that the ball was even in the air. I don't, I don't think he knew what was going on at the time. I don't think Dorian Singer knew what was happening at the, at the moment either. Taj Washington literally was facing the play, looking for the ball. Um, so, again, uh, by the way, Dorian Singer scored USC. Uh, he did score a touchdown. Uh, he was the first reception touchdown from, uh, from Caleb Williams. Now, the Trojans running back room, deep, dynamic. And Austin Jones and Marshawn Lloyd, they're going to be a really scary one-two punch throughout the year. Uh, 
Darwin Barlow, uh, he showed he loved contact. And the freshman, Quentin Joyner, going to be really very, very, very special. I'm not going to put any labels on him yet, but I saw some quick feet and some power running. I'm going to use the initials BS. We'll see if anybody wants to attribute that to a special running back who played back in the day. This was Caleb Williams' impression um, and how he felt after the game on the offense. I feel good. We're 1-0. Coach said this, and, you know, walking off the field, there's a little bit of frustration that a couple of the coaches or myself or the players that have been here seeing and knowing how it should go. I've been playing ball for a while in college and been in a lot of games and put a lot put in a lot of reps. In the first half, it just felt like we weren't hitting on certain calibers and things like that that we're going to get that we're going to hit here soon. And then on what his emphasis will be on improving, first I've got to watch the tape. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't necess necessarily say it's going to be anything physical. I think it's all going to be within the mentals. And also leading during the week a little bit better than I did last week. When it's me pushing the guys, whether it's in tempo, practice, whether it's getting more reps in the film room, whatever the case may be, and more guys to watch film with me, whatever the case may be. I think it all comes from leading in consistency because I'd say we were a bit inconsistent tonight, especially in the first half. A key sense of frustration was inconsistency. I would say whether it was drop balls, whether it was me fumbling snaps, whether it was the offensive line, missing the defensive line read cues, and things like that. Whatever it leads into, I just say consistency is the most important part. Next week, USC plays Nevada. I feel bad for the Wolfpack. Trojan fans, I need you to stop stressing over to try to get tickets like you're stressing out over Alex Grinch's defense. Download the Game Time app. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Trojan bandwagon fans, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for the less, Game Time will credit you 100% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Give an image. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and set. Boom, you're done. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College. You're going to get $20 off. Download Game Time Today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Quote, our coaches always told us to know, to you know, just trust your instincts, trust our process, and just go out there and execute. Once I touched the end zone, the crowd turned me up a little bit. That was freshman Zachariah Branch.
The fact that Zachariah Branch was sitting in the interview room at the table with Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, and eventually Mason Cobb speaks volumes. Because the freshmen are usually asked to be seen and not heard until Riley tells them they can speak. This is Lincoln Riley after the game. It's not freshmen. It's not seniors. It's just USC football players now. And felt like he earned it. Uh, Riley continued. He made an impact on offense, made an impact on special teams. I thought he did a good job not trying to do too much, which guys in their first game sometimes will do. This is all he did. Branch finished with four receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown reception. He had 232 all-purpose yards in the game. And that included a uh, 96-yard kickoff return at the end of the third quarter. And it came at the – it could not have happened at a better time because San Jose State literally had just cut USC's lead to 35-21. to 21. Um, And, boy, did they do that spark because you could kind of sense the crowd was like, oh, boy, here we go. This is what Russian Jamil Mohammed uh, said. He just knew Branch was going to return a kick for a touchdown in the game. And Jamil barely saw Zach because he was actually, he didn't get to see, he, he saw the end of it, but he was kind of working when it was going down. He was doing his job. This is what he said after the game, though. The guy I was blocking was like, oh, he's gone. I wish I had the clip. That's why I turned around and was like, oh, yeah, he out. We both watched it. I think he enjoyed it as much as I did. He was referring to the San Jose State Spartan that he was blocking before Zachariah ran by the both of them. Uh, Jamil Mohammed also said that his uh, when he was asked to compare uh, Zachariah Branch to former players, he brought up the name DeAnthony Thomas. It's wild. It's going to be scary. Um, when I get the chance, I'm going to remind Jamil Muhammad that DeAnthony Thomas was almost a USC Trojan until he wasn't. So he needs to find a different comparison. I understand where he was at, though. Uh, Jamil also said, Branch doesn't take part in picking out comparisons. He just sits there and laughs at us. He's young. I don't even think he knows what he did tonight, but I do, end quote. Zachariah was everything you wanted good with special teams play. He was good on punt return. He almost broke a couple. And he was really good on kickoff return. But I think Lincoln Riley um, started to show his frustration in the fourth quarter late in the game when his team failed to recover that onside kick. And while that might have been the impetus for his aggressive tongue lashing of the Pac-12 officials, deservedly so, by the way, here's where I'll defend Lincoln Riley with regards to special teams. At least he knows the rule book, right? He was trying to get the officials who screwed up twice on that one play to, you know, his intent was taking it out on the officials was to cover up for his players and their lack of aggressive um, approach to recovering the ball. Number one, it was at San Jose start, the San Jose State player touched the ball first. And number two, 
There was also an illegal block by the Spartan player before the ball went 10 yards. So right there, the play is dead, no and void. But again, none of that matters. If just someone on USC's special teams, good hands team, goes in and attacks the high bounce and collects the football. I mean, they called a timeout before the onside kick. So, I don't know. The, look, the side of the table that keeps calling for a full-time special teams coach, that, that voice is going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. <clears throat> Dennis Lynch, his eight um, point-after attempts, perfect. As I mentioned, there weren't going to be any field goal attempts in this game. Uh, however, his kickoffs were, look, I don't, I don't think they were what everyone was anticipating. It's a nice way of putting it. The first one was a very short kick. And look, I tried playing kicker in high school. I was a kicker in high school. Uh, from my from my seat, it, I think he tried to make up for his first attempt and he overkicked it because it ended up being a really strong squib kick that ended up out of bounds. And San Jose State started at the 35-yard line. So it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, I, I guess on the flip side, let me just switch gears. Because USC now has a, a scary person, they've got more than one scary, really ground also can return kicks. But with Zachariah Branch back there, it's going to be interesting to see if the opponents want to start adjusting their kickoffs against USC. Because if you say, all right, well, let's just kick it short. You got to make sure you're kicking it short enough or deep enough that it's it's going to get past the 25-yard line that if you're forcing the fair catch, USC starts at the 25. But if you kick it too short and one of the up guys fair catches it, now USC is going to start, you know, what, at the 30, the 35-yard, wherever it is past the 25. Because Zachariah Branch is fast enough to get under the kick and still return it if you even try and kick it short. So a lot of good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of ugly with the special teams. Overall, a lot to take away from the USC's first win. Defensively, offensively, special teams, 56-28. Was it pretty? No. Could it have been better? Yes. Will there be improvement from game one to game two? We anticipate so. Look, I'm going to break it down even more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. That's where you're going to be back here. That's why you come back five times a week. And I look forward to seeing you too. See you on that next episode of Locked on USC. When you're done here, head on over to WeRSC.com. We have got so much written content from me. Eric McKinney, Scott Schrader, Chris Arledge, Marshall Levinson, Greg Katz, you are covered. But again, you're always going to start your day with Locked on USC. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.